What's up, everybody? This is V once again. I'm fired up today. What? 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 No, excuse me. I was about to say, what? 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 What's happening? Nah. <laughs> um. Welcome to Spiky Bebop. Uh, that's the name you could find my podcast under. And I'm really excited about you know the things and content that I've been bringing, but more so about the things that I've been witnessing and watching. And, I mean, if anybody's been looking at my podcast series, you could be like, oh, well, he's really interested in Batman Beyond and Inuyasha lately. And, yes, um, that is the case. Um, I need to catch up more on Batman Beyond, and I'll do so. But, essentially, I want to have my podcast double as a writer's room, where, obviously, it will look like I'm doing absolutely nothing, but um, I reassure you that the writer and the brain and the dialogue is still active um, most undoubtedly and still you know ongoing as the writing process goes to me it never ends even after i finish my one book and um you can find them on amazon.com you can find me on uh, multi-platforms uh what is this apple you can find me on spotify you can find me on uh, insta discord find me on TikTok, find me on many different places under many different monikers, but essentially if you find one, uh, you can pretty much, you know, meander to all the rest, and uh, I have some other things that I'm wheeling out, some NFTs, some cool stuff, everybody says NFTs, and it seems like this mystical word until you actually get involved with it and understand um, the importance of, you know, digital art and uh, physical art, and uh, this marriage of both. And I love where my peers are going. I love the imaginations that they have. And I love the temperament and their sense of creative, just give no fucks about it. <laughs> because I, I really look at it as a digital, um, I don't even know what to call it. I can't even put a word to it, but just um, this push from uh, my peers to, you know, bring in stuff and to have their own thing going on versus uh, waiting and sitting on their hands uh, for someone to do something for them. Um, It's kind of uh, inspiring. Uh, I find this, you know, somebody coming up with some digital art. Uh, I used to, when I first got started, and this is the all artists, um, it was a sense of not jealousy, but I wanted to come up with something cool too. And uh, true story, like, I I actually, like, legit, um, this goes back to me and the temperament of being a kid. Um, I never really got jealous of others. Um, I understood that they were different from me, and it was cool, you know, when others projected that. And, like, oh, I got this. (gasps) Ooh, you wish you got that. Like, (laughs) as all kids do. But for me... Uh, it always would wash over me and I'd be like, okay, um, after you did your little dance, like, are you ready to play? Are you ready to, like, do stuff? Because um, it really didn't uh, matter to me. Uh, you know, the wearing the cool stuff, the clothes and stuff like this. Um, but now that I've gotten, you know, considerably um, older than when I was younger, I find that uh, the people are the things that matter and not their clothes, not their clout. Um, Not the things and accomplishments that they've done. Honestly and fortuitously, I can say that I have no uh, heroes that, you know what I'm saying, have inspired me from my hood and my neighborhood and have literally, you know, walked a path 
similar to mine and have witnessed the things that I've witnessed and can, you know, at the end of the day, still hold their head up high and have some faith uh, in the future and their moves. Um, there are many, many people who I look up to, you know, and people who I, you know, <clears throat> have things that I want to emulate. Uh, their qualities, uh, their honesty, and the ability to uh, have this sense of trust and, you know, putting trust in others. Um, I always looked up to stuff like that. And I, I you know, get to this point and not to be sensical or... Um, what do you call that, uh, satirical, when looking at others of, you know, stature and thinking of their shortfalls and, and shortcomings, <clears throat> that's not necessarily the case. And, and so then it changes the subject of what it is that I'm looking at as an artist to looking at another person as a person um, and as an artist. So there's two separate things. Um, as people, we always have shortfallings and shortcomings. Uh, we're not perfect. But that's the consideration like nobody loves you better than your mother type deal and and i have that sense of you know universal love for that person because i see the god in them you know regardless of what they've done throughout their lives like on paper what content makes me look at this person what makes me you know uh like what it is that they're about and what are they doing you know versus something that i could do myself and as an artist, I always look at these things, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm just happy and excited when I, I turn on my phone, when I turn on the TV, because I'm searching. Like, it's basically me. Every day you could think of Vernon and his imaginary self going through a giant record store, which is life. And everything that is happening is like a record. And I'm going through old records, I'm going through new records, and finding which ones that I vibe with. And even if it's something that I've heard before, I still love it because it has a feeling to it and it makes me remember it that way. And it's the best analogy I can give to another artist um, via me, myself, as to how I go about um, finding things that I like. Um, there's subtle things about it, you know, uh, outfit, a dialogue, a setting, a scenario, whatever you want to call it, that has some significance than when I had played uh, the TV show, you know, a previous day. I mean, certain TV shows have something completely random and is completely random all the time, but others um, obviously have a continuity basis that uh, I revere. And there's a reason why I mentioned, you know, Batman Beyond and I mentioned Inuyasha. And I've been, you know, piling around <laughs> and watching this show randomly. Like, it's something that I've always done, but it's always been in, like, a complete random setting. And this, obviously, would uh, be the antithesis of that. And um, if you've ever seen Venture Brothers, it's, it's a great series. Now, <clears throat> disclaimer, you got to have a sense of dark humor for this show. I mean, there's a lot of blood, a lot of guts, a lot of, you know, impalings and killings and things like this were to Brock Samson. But the show has a, a underlying theme that I find on a satirical, dark humor basis, it's up there and on par with, you know, Daria. And I really, honestly, 
maybe Archer, maybe what uh, South Park, and a couple other great uh, animated greats. Uh, maybe like uh, Family Guy and a couple others. Uh, Efforts for Family, <laughs> because just the fact that there's a sense of realism behind this imaginary world that they live in, juxtaposed next to our own. Um, they take subtle cues from comic books and the Hanna-Barbera uh, genre of, you know, these early TV shows of whodunits, uh, Scooby-Doo, um, Discoveries, and he did it, you know, like pulling off the cowl off of someone, and they whipped, they warped it and, you know, twisted it into this world of their own. And it's basically a world of villains and, you know, super scientists and um, the world that they, they live in. And it kind of truly, honestly, could mirror our own as far as, like, the level of seriousness that they have. But when you have, you know, a giant floating cocoon, <laughs> even saying it, a giant floating cocoon, like, it's just the best subtle cues of hilariousness that... Um, for me as a black kid uh i got even when i was younger and now as an adult it adds that extra uh funny factor uh to it because of the characters and you could see them at the beginning in season one and then by season seven you already have like you know invested interest in their whole entire lives probably by season two and it's a really crazy crazy ride like all of the characters have a sense of just unrealism like it's just surreal and um you know the venture dr venture um him playing off of johnny quest and you know literally johnny quest being a uh <laughs> a caricature of himself in the show and then you have you know david bowie in there you even have iggy pop in the show uh, where to anybody who's big on you know punk <laughs> who else do they have in the show just randoms and I mean from assassin's guilds to you know extreme uh, spy organizations it's just really I, I can't even talk about a, another show that is well written uh, like that and only I don't even consider it even like 13 episodes I'll probably rewatch it again uh, after I'm done just mulling through all the episodes Dean and Hank like just hilarious just subtle quips and cues um, being surrounded by supervillains and living their lives while other people are living like regular lives and dealing with that like they literally have their beds which are teachers and so their grandfather designed um, how to learn while they're sleeping or doing REM sleep and so they're literally like sitting in there sitting through classes and shit and then they have an episode where you know Dean graduates and Hank does it like it's fucking hilarious like <laughs> it's like how do you not learn while you're sleeping I mean it's, you just sleep like it's certain things like that I'm learning to incorporate into my own comedy and I've talked about it before and so, um, just to show you how this is the writer's room and I tie it into my own stories and how I don't just rip off something, I'm actually developing it for myself. And I did this for my fourth book and third book and basically say all my books. But so I have this story, right? And I started 
you know, painting the picture in the fourth book, but I'll, I'll go into the fifth book and give a, a more clearer picture of a world that has uh, a state, basically, the landmass of New York State um, being a whole entire giant city, you know, infrastructure, not just, you know, the city outskirts or suburbs and things like this, like the whole entire state is this one giant monster of a city. And to deal with the sheer volume of, I don't know, over 6 billion people, um, I want to personify, you know, this temperament of figuring out what it was that was in the past. Now, obviously, you get the overzealous, you get the, the religious, but then you get yourself, which is a very practical person. And you put yourself in this situation and you're like, well, if I wake up in a nice house and I wake up in nice clothes... Hmm, maybe I might just be nice. Like, <laughs> I may have some things that I don't know about that I need to investigate. And so uh, I give this scenario of these two women. And they're very fashionable, they're young, but they're hilarious and very quick witted. And I'm getting just, you know, the inspirational cues from Daria and, you know, the Venture Brothers and how. Um, a conversation can turn into hilarity a mistaken identity can turn into a, a hilarious scenario of just obscure um, misunderstandings like <laughs> a cascading uh, misunderstandings as I like to call it and how you know those can go on and on and for me I just started and I played around with it with them trying to figure out how they they dress and you know for women uh, their sense of style, I find this, you know, being with an awesome woman, their sense of style is everything, you know what I'm saying? It's their first two and their image, you know, as a self-identifying um, to other women. And so it's kind of like, oh, well, you're fashionable, let me talk to you type deal. And um, I find that, you know, endearing, uh, coming from a different sex, um, just looking at things socially, and how I can, know, you know, play off of that, um, just off of what I've seen and make, not fun of it, but make fun of the way our culture is, since this is a mirror of that. And it's a very big conversation, like the first thing is like how they should go to a party, you know, what they should wear. And there are no, there's a dress code there, but they don't know the code on like judging their own clothes. Um, <clears throat> it's a very, you know, funny thing to think of, you know, is the woman being the one in the dress, um, how much is too much, how much is less, and then, uh, how do they even remember these things, and how are they even going about, um, judging one another if they have no memories or anything to say as, uh, a point of, uh, profit or a point of asset. It's like sitting there and comparing apples and oranges and things from different languages and planets. And so that's basically the conversation that they're having with one another. And, you know, they basically wake up alone, but then, I mean, that's not how they wanted to. And so they talk about, you know, the opposite sex and how weird and um, unidentifiable, you know, certain things are and how scary it was uh, to just wake up in the experience of forgetting their memories. And it's pretty much the first time in the book series that I actually give an account to someone that could possibly you know, step foot out of our world and then step foot in their world and then have this aha moment versus all the other characters like flipping their wigs and like dealing with life um, 
dumped literally on their laps and dealing with the repercussions so yeah that that's basically um one story that i've been developing and i love just laughing and i mean like i say uh, i've literally sat here and talked about a book and recorded it in my garage and finished the book and i sat here and published it so if i can do these things you can too um keep moving forward keep uh, thinking of yourself differently each and every day because it chips away at all the things that were there previous that that's all um in the yeah hit me on spotify hit me my subscribe button thank you guys so much and bless you peace